The message today is pretty simple. God's Word is inherently fruitful, right? He's being itself. He says something and it happens. I've mentioned it before. This is why God can't lie. He says green is black, green becomes black. Like whatever he says just happens. He's utter potency. He's, he's power itself. And so when he speaks something, it's inherently fruitful. He spoke all of this, the cosmos and everything into it, into existence just by saying it. I don't know if you've ever heard that voice for yourself, like personally, deep in your heart, but you know that when you hear it, uh, there's no way you can forget it. It is totally unlike anything that's ever happened to you. It's categorically different than your internal monologue. It's completely different than any temptation that you would experience. It's like it's cutting right to the very core center of your essence, your very existence. That's the voice of God. And I've talked about it in a lot of detail in the Living the Faith series, especially the sessions that are on prayer. It's not always words. It's not always like a clean sentence. That's actually a very low form of communication. Like higher, more advanced forms of communication are just direct imputation of information. And so I just call it the tap. Like somebody taps you on your shoulder. It's this kind of internal crazy sense of urgency to do something that's good and concrete. Like those seem to be the two things that, that boil out. It's good and it's concrete. You're minding your own business. Maybe you're chatting with somebody and they say, ah, oh, this thing is kind of difficult in my life. And the Holy Spirit says, ask him if you can pray for him right now. And internally, our temptation is, mm, I don't want to do that. That's outside of the realm of normalcy. It's not in regular parlance or conversation. It's not baked into the subculture of the United States. Like, I just don't want to do that. And so the urgency increases. Like it goes up. The pressure in the balloon gets even greater. We have the blessing uh, at this particular parish to be the kind of place where this is already part of our subculture as a parish. You'll see people praying with each other. You'll see me praying with people all the time. If you come into my office, you're getting prayed with. Like, it's, it's just going to happen. And so we're already doing that. But as a reminder, if you're in conversation with somebody, coffee and donuts or whatever, dinner at their house, and something comes up and you feel that nudge, just pray. doesn't have to be advanced. You don't need a degree in theology. You just got to be able to say, God, please heal Bob of this thing. In Jesus' name, amen. People have been healed with less. It's just an act of faith. It's a concrete act of faith in the world. The point is, God's Word, that communication, it's potent, ultimately potent. And it can get to us however He wants to get it to us. He's not limited by anything. We shouldn't box Him in by any of our preconceived notions. He can do whatever He wants, however He wants.
And how he wants to get to us is any way that he can get to us. You know what I always call him. He's ruthlessly merciful. He will do whatever he has to do to show us his mercy. The problem is we're tempted to ignore him. If the info coming at us is something we don't want to hear, or it makes us uncomfortable. And chances are it's something we don't want to hear and it'll make us uncomfortable because he's reality itself and we're just one tiny little thing. But I'm hoping that on this journey of healing that we're all on as a parish, please God, that we're getting to the point or we've gotten to the point that if God says something to us, if he tries to communicate with us in any kind of way, no matter what, we want to hear it and not only hear it, but live it, like do it for real. And thankfully, our Lord tells us the major ways that could block us from actually pulling that off. There are categories, there are states of being, there are mind frames. We can be confused, we can be shallow, we can be worldly, or we can be wise. If we're confused, our Lord tries to say something to us, but we're so unaware of our faith, not even really 100% of our own fault. The faith has been passed on horribly in the last 53 years, but we're just so ignorant of our Catholic faith because our culture was gutted that we don't even have like a framework in which to process what he's saying. And so Satan capitalizes on that confusion and he just snatches that truth right out of our hearts. We can be shallow. Jesus gives us some kind of guidance. And because maybe we just kind of went through the motions, we haven't actually gotten to the point where we've made the decision to follow him no matter what, no matter how we feel, we get on board for a while because of the intensity of the experience. Maybe it's on like a retreat or something. But then if there's any pushback at all from friends or family or in the workplace or the secular world, we sputter out because we don't feel it anymore. We just haven't made that deep commitment. We can be worldly. It's easy to be worldly. We're in the world. He tries to tell us his will for us, his eternal will, what his plan is to get us from here to eternity. But the idea of being comfy and set up materially in this world seems more attractive than that. And we don't actually end up doing whatever he instructed us to do. Or we can be wise. We can work on sensitizing our hearts to hear Him, to perceive Him, willfully cutting out the noise, cutting out the sin. The process that I mentioned to you two years ago that I wanted us all to go on. And we sensitize base level by praying every day, by going to Mass every week, and by going to confession every month. It keeps our heart fresh 
so that we can actually perceive the movements of the Holy Spirit and not be desensitized to Him. So that we, He gives us something, we can understand it and go in that direction, and it changes lives. First our life and then the lives of the people around us. I want to be the last one. I've spent most of my life being the other three. It's terrible. I want to be the last one. Now here with you, I don't want to just be a hearer of the Word of God. Together, I want to be a doer of the Word of God.